podcast co-hosts can say that they've gone to prom together well probably not that many especially not the one you and i went to where if anyone listened to our previous episode covering 1988's iced now knows how our prom was preceded by me having second degree burns on my face from skiing and me feeling like a poor man's freddy krueger all right hey guys it's alex and emily coming at you again in a new episode of gag me with a knife today we're going to be just talking about prom night from 1980 emily has the original and glittery vhs copy so i wanna put on my 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 boogie shoes and hear what the back of that box says a prom queen's dreams turn to screams Six years ago, when young Robin Hammond crashed through a broken window, her playmates vowed to keep the accident a secret. They promised that no one would ever know, but someone already does. Now, after years of keeping the secret, Robin's sister Kim, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, is about to be crowned prom queen. But a chilling event undermines her party plans. Revenge for the six-year-old murder is around the corner as the unknown observer turns maniacal killer stalking the high school halls kim's friends are disappearing and the halls are filling with blood this was the prom where some of their (laughs) sorry (laughs) where some were crowned and others lost their heads 1980 your thoughts okay well i got a a little spiel here uh, thinking about this one you know after i I stopped learning to read apparently you know what hey we've all been here for months now you can't read we get this (laughs) (laughs) Um, guys i'm illiterate sorry and she's yeah that's not why we love you though we love you for other reasons i just have my master's degree but i'm illiterate (laughs) can't read a book (laughs) so you know i came for the horror right but i stayed for this damn disco so (laughs) overall the movie's Uh, It's quite generic. It's almost fully predictable from the first five to ten minutes, at least for me. And it does lack a lot of tension and suspense, despite being like a serious and not not a uh, comedic horror movie. And I think a lot of that would have been caused because this was originally made as a PG movie. Gotta love our Canadian friends who um, even even a slasher movie is just it's it's kind and they're just well. They tried to make Texas Chainsaw Massacre a PG movie also. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think this is one of uh, all that aside. I think this is probably one of Jamie Lee Curtis's strongest roles for me. I think she is a total badass in this movie, uh, way more than Halloween, way more than The Fog, and definitely more than Terror Train. I just think her personality is pretty fiery, and and, <laughs> and she is out there tearing up the dance floor to disco and giving us all the Kylie Minogue realness, hunty. What about you? Yeah, I know I talk a lot of shit on Jamie Lee Curtis, but um, <laughs> and and I have talked shit on the past in this uh, for this movie, but rewatching it, I enjoyed it a lot more this time. I know it was a more serious one, um, but I thought that it, it it well it kept my attention more than other movies from this early '80s slash mm-hmm. era. Um, Although I will say I did love the dancing, but those scenes went on for a really long time. I ain't complaining. I ain't complaining. But, you know, (laughs) that's whatever. And Jamie Lee Curtis kicks ass in this movie. She's finally 
the Scream Queen that people were looking for her to be. She's yes. a, she's a strong person. And but but at the same time she also has this like heart because yes because oh. she shows she shows a like a hardness but spoiler alert that uh, we'll go into well you know we'll go from the beginning and on but spoiler alert her brother ends up being the killer i mean and spoiler when she alert finds for a out, 41 year old movie but yeah <laughs> yeah you're right but um, but when she figures out that it's him uh. It's heartbreaking. It's it heartbreaking. Really, it's it, it's heartbreaking for her. It's heartbreaking for him because he's. I think that this is one of the first slasher movies that I've ever seen. Maybe one of the only ones that um, you feel sympathy for the killer because he's he, he you know he was clearly there and saw this happen to us. Who uh, tw- we find out in a deleted scene. For some reason, I already knew this, but apparently you don't know it. It's in a deleted scene that they're actually twins. Um, oh, Alex and Jamie Lee Curtis or Kim? No, Alex and uh, Alex and Robin were twins. No. Yeah. They're dressed up. Well, unless it's a deleted scene, they're dressed up the exact same at the beginning. But Robin was younger. It's um, Kim and. No, he's J- younger. He's younger. Jamie too. Lee Curtis is a fraternal twin to Alex. Look up any synopsis. No, I yes. will. I will tell you right now. In a minute. Robin's teenage sister Kim and fraternal twin brother Alex. So is Kim the twin or is Robin the twin? Robin is the twin. You know what? I, well, this is why I'm confused then. I was wondering that I thought they were the same. I thought that they were the same. And, Robin was, and Alex are twins. That's Robin what I thought. My husband yeah. totally talked me out of this. And then I read this thing and there's all these commas everywhere and all these, you know, clauses in this sentence. Yeah, it I was says. Like, like well, they're, the, wearing the, they're wearing the exact same shirts. They're wearing yeah, both in the, black and uh, black in, in a fun fact on the deleted scenes, we're really going to get into the movie, honestly. But it says, in one of the several scenes removed from the theatrical version of the movie, and maybe it was put into the VHS one, and so maybe that's oh. why I remember it. But Principal Hammond takes his wife to visit Dr. Fairchild after a visit to Robin's resting place at the cemetery. Yeah. As Vivian is seated in the office and the men talk privately in the hallway, it is revealed that Robin and Alex are twins. So, you know what? Okay, here's the, here's what, here was my concern with, not concern, and that makes sense. That's what I thought happened. But hey, if you've been listening to me and Emily talk for uh, either shred movies or praise movies, you know that I watch these movies drunk all the time. And so that's no, that's no, that's no secret. So I thought, you know, because my first note was, okay, I remember wow. I, 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 when I saw that as a deleted scene, I was like, I already knew that. No, well, that's like the it thing. was like, in my memory. So, no, so I, they show up, there's a boy and a girl, they're like 10 years old, and they're both wearing black and white striped turtlenecks. So, I wrote a note saying, wow, 10 years old, do twins still dress the same at 10 years old? Because, you know, that's just a thing, it's a cliche, it's a trope in life that then the teen, that, and then my husband was like, they're not twins. And he was like, he's like, I was like, yes. How would he know? Well, maybe he he was the producer. Well, he, I don't. Well, I don't know. he clearly didn't. But um, so that's why I was confused. And then the sentence I read, yeah, no, okay, back to yes, they are twins. I okay, thought they so, were twins in the movie. Yes. Yes. Okay. So let's go back to the beginning. So the whole reason this movie even happens is because um, Robin, who is the sister of Alex and Kim, who is Jamie Lee Curtis, Mm -hmm. she's playing a game with these other kids. And during the game, she is for, she's pretty much forcibly 
like she doesn't push, but she falls out of a window and dies. She's, she's because, backed out of the window. Yeah, they backed yeah. her into the corner. And, and it's a creepy, creepy scene, honestly. Kill, and I kill, I kill. Never, I never saw that as like a thing where they were having fun with her and playing. I felt like, to me, it seemed like, and if if you actually think about it, they are older than her because they are Kim's age. They're a couple of years, like two, like yeah, two older. Mm-hmm. And they're like bullying her. That's what so, it feels like. So, it doesn't feel like it's a fun little game. It feels like they wanted to do. They didn't want her to die. I don't think, but I think oh, they no. definitely, they definitely was, weren't just like trying to have fun with her. It was like hide and kill, but they probably really weren't. This isn't Village of the Damned we're watching. They weren't really trying to kill her, but like, and this is what I here's one of the questions I had. Like at this point, were Robin, who is the girl who accidentally dies, the twin of. Alex, they pull up on their bicycles, probably trying to be 70 soft rock bandits, and uh, they see, I guess, you know, Wendy, Jude, all Nick, all these people. Um, love Nick, by the way. And but, also, fun fact, the kid that plays young Nick is the only um, actor that's been in all three Prom Night movies. Hey. Like the remakes of them. Um... Um, sorry. Because uh, there, there, there are actually four. Well, I was about to say, there's like, there's four and then a remake, I thought. Well, okay. He's actually in Prom Night, Prom Night 4, and then he's in the remake. I yeah, there's Prom Night 1, there's there's four and then a remake. No, but, he was in two. He was he, The only one he wasn't in was three. He was in one, so it was the right. original. No, he was in the. He, he was in all of them. He was in all of them, yes. No. Sorry, not the, maybe not the remake. Um, but so my question was. He was do, also in Curtains, anyway. Are these are first of all, is Jamie Lee Curtis's character friends with these kids yet? We don't really know, I don't think. And then No, because she's not there, so who knows? She's not there, but you know, as two years younger than my closest sibling, I would have seen his friends and thought, let me go play with them. And then they would have bullied me or picked on me, and then he would beat their asses after the fact because only he could pick on me. I have no front of them. That, so. so I just didn't know why she even thought it was cool to walk into this abandoned building and see it with these older kids to begin with, without her brother. And then like, unless I don't I know, mean, I would, I would have done something like that. I wouldn't have girl. I, 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 sh- I am an I love, I, I love going, I love going to abandoned buildings. I love going like in, when you were 10, you would just walk in yeah. by yourself, by yourself. Yes. Every summer. Fuck Fuck I didn't know off. where I was. Well, you're, you also had a graveyard in your backyard, so yeah, you weren't you were. You no, were... I wasn't living on the farm yet. Oh, you weren't living on the farm yet. You're right. No, I would, but I had friends in the neighborhood that were older, and like we would just like be gone all day, and my parents didn't know where we were. Yeah, but I wouldn't do it by myself. That's the thing. She walked into this building. I by... did. I mean, I did sometimes. I don't believe that. Well, you could go go to Hanover <laughs> Street. Bye. Um... <laughs> but what you said though about, um, you know, this is being, a, you we felt really bad for. The sla- the killer at the end. I think other than, and it, I know it's just happenstance, coincidence. Like the only other villain in air quotes I've ever really felt bad for, I think, is probably Carrie. And they both happen to be around the prom, right? Yeah. So, I, f- I, I felt feel bad for Leatherface sometimes because I think he's just like really mentally like dis- oh, I think he's like into and actually intellectually disabled and like he just gets pushed around by his family and he's and always he's, crying uh, and stuff so yeah like the word toxic situation or toxic environment I mean, he doesn't know that, that killing people is not the right same. He, he thinks it's the same as killing cows at a slaughterhouse like, so. 
tox toxicity wasn't really like a psychological, you know, mental health awareness term back then. So he, and I think he probably does have some deficits. So I don't, I do. He is, he is. A, they always call him a sweet boy and a good boy, um, because he is. But yeah, they they abuse and use him. But anyway, I was thinking of another one, but I can't remember now. That right now, so it doesn't matter. But anyway, so okay, we cut to six years later, and um, I think these scenes are really cool. Uh, uh, well, we find out it's, you know, prom is like that night or maybe the next night. Um, mm -hmm. But it starts out before school. They go to school, but before school, they're all, well, most of them are getting phone calls, which I think are super creepy from the killer. And he, he's like tapping his pencil on the on the notepad of like the list of people he's calling, which is it is just creepy sound. And then he calls and he says like what does he say he's like do you want to play a game or something like that um yeah and so a question question except okay. for nick because nick doesn't answer the phone because he, well, thinks, nick it's does. Nick, he nick, thinks it's wendy who by the way i love nick i think he's hot and nick doesn't answer and p.s nick's the one that lives so hey everybody don't answer your phone people calling and maybe you'll live but well, um, that was only because law lou but anyway i am just ahead. saying he's still oh yeah true um but hey here's my thing too it's only six years. That's not that long, especially when you're that age. Like, wouldn't you think if you were getting these menacing phone calls around the anniversary of an accidental death that you've been covering up and lying to and now befriended the sister of said dead Well, person. all of them still feel bad except for Wendy. I get that. But wouldn't you think if you were getting menacing phone calls around all this time, right – um, and these are paired with shards of broken glass in their lockers. Like, and you want to play a game? Wouldn't you think? With their hmm, photos from right. that year. Wouldn't you think, wow, yeah, this secret's coming back to haunt me. Um, and wouldn't you immediately think it's the brother? I mean, let's just get real. I don't know. I, I don't know. Because they have a lot of red herrings Two two red herrings is a lot. Well, the um, one red herring they have is a total. Was, Sykes, um, the one the with alcoholic the, the guy, whatever. The whole thing with the detective, everything with the detective was put. Oh, back I was talking. I was talking about the. Um, I was talking about the janitor. I'm talking actually, about the guy that was killing people, and they found him at the last minute. Oh, he killed the nurse thirty miles away. It wasn't him. Well, the well, entire they, th they thought he had killed Robin. Yeah, but the whole thing, but th all of that shit was thrown in at, on reshoots. That was not part of the original plot. Everything with that detective and that character were thrown in with reshoots. It was not, and that's why it makes no sense. Well, I, well, I do know that Sykes is a red herring, the janitor of the school, because he's a drunk and no one believes him, and he's also creepy. Um, always, that, always that character, for sure. And I also think uh, that... Seymour Crane is kind of a red herring just because he's creepy. And I think Lou is a red herring because he's an asshole. Well, I mean, he does sexually assault, which, I mean, I'm sorry, forcing someone's, well, oh shit, mm. forcing, <laughs> forcing your tongue down someone's throat. <laughs> is um, yes. But I did, I, I did kiss you unwelcomed once. Um, well, in front of that, like was, that was like a people. whole, that's, that wasn't the same thing. That was not the same thing, what he did to her. So that was a, yeah. But, he got expelled or suspended. Is suspended or expelled? He gets expelled. So from fighting after an assault, he should have been expelled for the assault, the assault, 
more than a fight that he didn't start. But he, yeah, he's a red herring because you just assume that he's going to like be this bad boy because who just does what he does in the middle of the damn lunchroom cafeteria? He's just he he's a bad person. You assume he's going to be a killer. I mean, he's yeah. just or he, looks, he could be. He, he looks he, like he could be. He looks like a, a like a killer. He looks like evil. His eyes. Also, I realized when I was watching this for so long, I had it in my mind that Leslie Nielsen's character was the police officer, but he's actually the principal of the school. So, are, and. Are uh, and I think he's really good in it. I think that he's really, it's one of his last serious, uh, one of his last serious roles that he ever did. And I think he is believable in a non-comedic role. Oh, I think he totally is. And I think, you know, why you think he was Detective Frank Drebin from The Naked Gun, that just shows, you know, what we grew up with. Like, But he had a lot of serious roles before they put him in all these, like, slapstick comedy films. So, but he does a great job as a serious actor. I, I totally, I totally agree. So we get to prom. We have a, whoa, 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 whoa. Are we, are we not going to prom yet? I don't think we're going to prom yet because. Well, I, okay, I guess uh, we meet, do we meet? We met Jude first, right? She gets a phone call and she leaves and Seymour is this like creepy guy in a van driving by trying to pick up ladies. So, okay. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Here's the thing. It's like if I had five bucks for every time I met and hooked up and had sexual intercourse with any rando in a van on the side of the road, I mean, well, I'd have no money. None. No, but, me neither. But I might be out $5. Yeah. <laughs> I might be out $5. No, but really. like, Or you might be dead. But I, mean, I understand like, you know. Prom was a much bigger deal, I think, in the eighty. I don't know when we went to prom. It was a big deal too. Like, I didn't think prom was that big of a deal when we were in high school. Well, to if girls, to girls, it's a lot more of a big deal than. Well, that's guys. the thing. So nobody asked. Um, was it Jude? Nobody asked her. So this rando on the side of the road in the van asked her. She says yes. Well, that's one thing we're thinking. You know what? I am happy to. Ha I'm happy that you're going to have a good night. Someone is going to give you a good night that you think is an important experience in your life. But in like 20 minutes, her ass is over her head. She is smoking weed and fucking her brains out like 20 different times in this van. What? That is not your personality, girl. No, it wasn't. If that was her personality, she would have been asked to prom because the whole point of prom, especially in the 80s, is to have and fuck your brains out. So and I can't remember. Is it like, OK, so when the guy when the killer is calling them while he talks to them, it flashes back to like their character in the in the first scene of the movie you know their young self and i can't remember is it her or is it um kelly that started crying um question i think it's kelly it must be kelly because it sure as shit ain't gonna be windy it, it, no it's not gonna be windy but it's the girl with the like the um you have the, the pigtails a little but it's a braid it's the braided pigtails girl that's the one that she was straight out of Little House on the Prairie. I know. Well, um, I mean, Jude, Jude and um, Kelly are both likable characters, so it could be either one of them. Both of them felt really bad about it happening. Actually, all of them felt really bad about it happening, but Wendy scared them into never saying anything because she's basically like, Judy. well, if they find Wendy. I said Wendy's basically like Judy. Uh, like Judy from Sleepwalking Up. Yeah, like, you know, the head yeah. bitch in charge. But she's like, 
but she's like, uh, you know, we're going to go to jail forever. And it's like, okay, you're like eight. So you probably wouldn't be going to jail forever, but okay, whatever. Um, but they all feel bad except for Wendy pretty much. So then we, I think after Seymour Crane, uh, picks up Jude, then we cut to Kelly and she also gets a phone call and then she, on her way out, drew her boyfriend drew was there Mm -hmm. and he was not involved in the situation at the beginning right no it was just jude wendy kelly and nick right yeah yeah and then that after that we cut to (laughs) nick and um kim and kim is jamie lee curtis Curtis, yeah and i used to think that for some reason in my head, I guess I watched these movies at the same time, but in my head, I thought that Nick was the same guy that played the boy, uh, the boyfriend of the girl that goes to prom with Carrie. I thought they were the same person, but they oh, look nothing well, alike. Well, they do uh, have, well, one but, of them has a perm with long hair and one has a perm with short hair. So but kind Nick, of... Nick kind of looks like a hot version of Shelly from Friday the 13th part three. Like if Shelly was hot. Nick ain't hot at all. I think Nick's hot. So if if you took Shelly, you know, the pranks, the the little fat prankster from Friday 13th Part 3, and you made him hot, I think that would be Nick. So, yeah, that's all I think. So Nick, Nick is also Wendy's ex, and his dad is the police officer, or maybe a doctor, I don't know. I can't. I couldn't tell. We, yeah. if, if, I couldn't <laughs> tell if if his dad was the police officer or the doctor. But uh, I'm I'm just going back. I'm sorry. I just I know I like the weird pant thing there. I'm just going back to the fact that these sick as hell motherfucking children, who who like they should have had their goddamn cabbage patch dolls taken away from them and forced to sit in a corner, and probably would have been in therapy if it's been like a modern story. Are just gonna not only become best friends with the sister. This motherfucker Nick is gonna date her. What? Well, there is that. It, they what? Okay, they, it, that part doesn't really make sense. But at least there's that scene where it's like during lunch or something like that, and they're like off by the lake, and he's. You can tell he's trying to tell her. He's about to tell her, but she has to go to class. At least, and it, it does seem like they just started dating. Um, yeah, they, cause because him and Wendy seemed like they just broken up. They had just broken up, yes. Because so, like Wendy was probably a shoe in for prom queen. I bet Jamie Lee Curtis was gonna get prom queen because she was now Nick's girlfriend. I don't know. Or I mean, no, I think that Jamie Lee w- or Kim was more popular and got prom queen, and then Nick found like just realized Wendy was a bitch and was over it. And then Wendy, was, Wendy was like know. the Wendy was like the. She was slut. totally the Chris character in Carrie. Yeah, she was like the she was like the you know the prime slut in charge, and I say that with all integrity. Like she owned her role in the HBIC eighties. HBIC for sure. Yeah, yeah. totally. She was she was, and she was hot. But I she think at hot. this point, I think at this point, people it's already getting tired of her of her shit. It, that's what it seemed like to well, me. Mm-hmm. But um, also, I wanted to point out that it was really nice of the principal, a.k.a. the father of the dead girl, Robin, and Nick and Kim, to schedule prom on the same night that she died. Like, Yeah, it's like, first of all, there's, there's a few things wrong with that. One, 
you should be grieving probably. I mean, maybe I, six years later, it's still not enough time to like not have a grievance for someone that you love dying, especially your child. And then second of all, his fucking wife. Okay. She is literally like one Xanax away from for real. For, she's I, losing like, it. like she's losing it. Like, so then if he is hosting prom, He's got to be there. Well, where is his wife? Is she a chaperone? I don't even remember where she was. All I know is she is hugging herself and slowly walking around and moping and mourning. And if this is the night anniversary of of you know their child's death, it's like yeah, I have to go to work, honey. I got to go to prom. I mean, he couldn't like, make what? it. He could make prom the next week. He's a principal, you know, like I, whatever. Right. Uh, I, I'm right there with you. Mm, so- bad move. So then, like, after we figure that out, because he's talking about his wife, basically we find out that it's the same night as that because they go to the gravesite and because his wife is, like, losing her mind. But then it cuts to uh, Wendy and Lou, and I wrote, they're both pigs. But I thought Lou's acting at the drive-in was hilarious because the girl, (laughs) the girl, like, the drive-in, like, you know, they're whatever you call him, the waitress, but that's all you call him at, like, a... A hop, I guess. At a drive-in, the ones that roll around on roller skates. Because um, she's not having it. She's like, okay, I really don't give a shit. Just, like, make your order. Shut up. <laughs> and, um, and then I wrote, are Wendy and Lou going to pull a prank? Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, Alice is hilarious. I don't know why I wrote that, but... Who? Who's hilarious? Alice. She was just another girl. And oh. She was like one of their friends. I thought you said Alex. I was like, yeah, hell yeah, I am. <laughs> and basically after that, we we do cut to prom. I mean, like. Prom, we do cut to prom. And um, prom lasts for a pretty long time. Well. And the the Wendy. Like, cha- the, well, the, the dancing we goes Wendy, on for a while. And the Wendy stuff goes on for a before while. Before we even get to Wendy. It's like 50 something minutes until we even get to anything. Like, it's a long time. Yeah, but I, you know, usually I can't deal with that, but I was okay with it this time. I don't know. Oh, I was too. I think this movie, again, like, like it's not hilarious by any means. And, you know, and this is, uh, so. The cop scenes always get boring to me just because I don't like that, but the other stuff was interesting. This is a total not like I'm not comparing this movie to to what I'm about to say. I'm comparing it to Halloween and Carrie because it's a mix of both of them. No, period. what I'm trying to say is while, uh, never mind, it's not worth going into. Um, it's just no, it's not worth going into. Just say it. No, it ain't worth going into. Next, I don't even I don't even have enough to go. So if you wanna before we get to Wendy's chase scene though, which we can talk about. Uh, Which we'll we, get we'll, there, but I'm we not talk, there yet. when we do talk about it, it won't be even as long as the chase scene actually was. But Ooh, that before, chase we, last a long time. before we get to the chase scene, do you? So it it's interesting. Like it, like I get the poetic justice of it all. The killer is like has glass in his hands, right? Ooh, you know whatever. His twin sister was found with glass, so he's killing people with glass. Like the poster of the movie, it's him holding up a shard of glass. We get it. It's iconic. It's it's poetic. But when he switches to that axe because the glass cuts him as he stabs people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually have a lot of fun facts about like the the, the axe about well about why like the the kills in general because yes, most of but, them are cutaways. But why would he switch to an axe that like my dining? Because room I ta- think Jamie. No 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 no. My dining room table is sharper than that axe. I know, but I think she gets it out, doesn't she? And he gets it from her. 
okay, at the end of the day, my dining room table is sharper than that axe. It's the, well, the glass cut him. So again, that axe ain't hacking anybody. It is blunter than my dining room table. Okay. Like you so, go back and like that thing is thick as hell and ain't sharp. Well, <laughs> I mean, he does the job with most of them, but, uh, that's a fake axe. Getting to the dance scenes. Okay, I told you I'm not going to bash Jamie Lee Curtis, okay? But I had to a little bit. So, I'll bash her a little bit, too, with you. Um, her moves. Apparently, she was like a, a quote-unquote good dancer, according to people. And like She took dancing classes before the movie. But her moves are seriously lacking. I'm sorry. Um, well, I think her moves were lacking also too. Because and all all those ki- all those good. kicks, all those high kicks, like why? And but then she would have been good with a better partner. Okay, then. But I loved. I mean, I didn't think it was good, but that whole move Nick would do, where we would throw his arms out and throw his head back, I loved that. It was so funny. He would do it so much. That's all he could do because he didn't take classes, and it showed because he sucked. But I did write too many random leg kicks because they they weren't dance leg kicks. They were more like, um, I want to be a cheerleader, but I can't kick my leg high enough. But it was like that kind of kick. Hey, it's disco. It's disco. Well, no, it was bad, poor cheerleading, but okay. It's disco. But what I can't get past is why I get this movie came out in 1980, um, which probably explains you know, why. I mean, it was filmed in the 70s. It's filmed in 79. But it came out in 80. They knew it was going to come out in 80. The point is, half her hair is stuck in the 70s, and the other half is trying to make it into the 80s. What's going on with her hairstyle? Like, what is this? I didn't really notice her hair, so. Exactly. Well, I did, but it's not like anybody else's, and it's like halfsies. It's like not really even a perm. It's not curly. It's not wavy. It's not her pixie cut. Like, it's not any, it's not her Lori Strode hair. Like, it's just this, like, thing stuck between. Well, I think Jamie case. Lee Curtis went through a lot of bad hairstyles throughout the years. So, I love her pixie hair and I liked her long hair and I liked her short hair. Um, um okay. I, I don't I, like her true lies hair, but. That's okay. the, well, when she gets it wet and slicks it back and does that sexy dance, get out of here. I wasn't talking about that part. I just said oh. in general. Oh, well, is, is, is that the same length of hair that she has in Freaky Friday? Like short up top, but like a mullet in the back. I think it's a little bit different. Um, so I like her short hair the best, the best, the best, the best, right? Uh, but yeah, her hair in this is totally stuck in two decades. Like, which decade are you going to be in here? Like, wavy, permy, disco, what's happening? So, anyway. yeah, while they're doing this dancing, we're cutting to different people. So the first, first I wrote, just decide to have sex or not, Kelly. Oh my literally, god, right? Literally no one gives a fuck if you do it. Also, Drew is a dick and just wants your wants your pussy. Clearly, What's... because when she decided not to do it, he was like he said exactly what someone else had said. He'll just find someone else, and he says that. What's so. but it's prom, so I mean I understand like Yeah, but they're also wouldn't you again the normal thing to to like go to a hotel after prom, not you don't go in like the locker room and have sex during prom. Well, that may not be the normal thing, but like you know, people go to the bathrooms at a club and have sex. So I mean, what's? Well, I mean, the I can get why I can get why she doesn't want to do it there. But 
I'm just saying, like, quit talking about it. She's like that. Literally, the whole movie she talks about it. It's like no one fucking cares, dude. Yeah, she's she's she's. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. <laughs> and then I said, how did Lou not get kicked out of prom when he was just expelled? expelled. The dad was kind of like, you know, we see this all the time. When you People... get expelled from school, you can't go to prom. Period. Yeah. And 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 it that has never happened. This happens in so many movies where, like, you know, the punk rocker or the bully or the the you know we have an hbic but the male equivalent you know of of that like they always get expelled or kicked out and then they just show up and administration just like eh whatevs they don't do nothing um he was there escort him off the premises bye what so then, well so then we move on to wendy's death which i uh, wrote wendy's wait, the, death the death wait, wait, wait we, we have a whole lot before her death get out gets go back well i mean that's the big next thing for me but no, 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 uh, no! It's me too. Well, here's here here's my notes. Oh, Jude, Jude! I'm sorry, Jude and Seymour both get killed next because oh. they're in the van. Yeah. Well, we are just you know, whatever. We can talk about them if you want, but we can I go mean, back. And the, well, they're they're also cut. Uh, they're uh, they're also cutaways. I mean, like Jude gets stabbed in the throat, but you don't you only see the aftermath of it. Seymour gets incinerated in a car crash caused by Alex you think but i mean it doesn't show like anything graphic right so when it comes to wendy you said gets to get to her death first of all no 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 no. her chase scene before her death it's the longest oh no i say uh, no if you let me finish my sentence you would hear that part i do say it oh you said let's get to her death i'm like no no no, let's get to her chase well no that's what when i say i i wrote notes for this one and i said wendy's death had the most tension only for the first like half of it but it had it did have more tension than the other ones and actually showed the death this uh this death is the most purposeful of all because wendy was evil as a child and she's a bitch now but damn that chase scene is far too long that's what i I mean yeah i mean i would have rather gone back and seen i don't i didn't care a shit about her chasing literally she ran in she ran down every hallway she ran up and then every flight of stairs she hid in every closet she hid under every teacher's desk and i'm sitting here thinking you all acting like this is the final girl we don't need this much attention for i get it exactly yeah like yeah she was she was the hbic and she was the the ringleader of these four like it's our secret pinky promise because we're like 10 and like no she was the bitch of them all and and she's not the final girl which you know what in a lot of 80 slashers i get fucking bored with the with the chase scene with the final girl in 80 slasher movies i don't need some random ass character having this long ass chase scene mm-hmm. with, like paired with a long dance scene in between like i like it the really dance is scene, it was like it's, it was, it, it's so much it's just so much nothing is happening it was like 20 minutes of like dancing and flashing to her running dancing flashing to her like it was 20 minutes it felt yeah, like it, it was too much it was just scene. like there's nothing happening now don't get and, me wrong this, i didn't and like also the dancings were good but they don't if if any tension is to be built from the chase scene, it gets cut off every time they cut to a dance scene. Well, again, I don't think that they were ever trying to build tension because this movie was supposed to have been PG. All the violence, all the blood was all added. But like tension, that's what PG it movies was, try to like base the seriousness off of because they can't use graphic violence. It wasn't they, supposed to be any of this. That's why. Well, that's the whole point of this whole thing is. It didn't work 
making it PG didn't work. They, and they knew that it couldn't work. That's why they finally well, did it. Well, it's rated R. It's rated R, you know. But now it's rated R. It was after the reshoots and edits. They added all of these things back. Yeah, which in. I will go into with the. There's some interesting stuff about that in the fun fun. I mean, well, I mean, other than the, the craziest thing is this movie was supposed to have been PG and then the remake was is PG-13. Like, what the yeah. fuck, y'all? Like, I don't even understand. Make it R because um, the fact of the matter is that parents don't usually let their kids go see PG movies if they know they're like horror movies. And horror movie lovers don't like to go see PG horror movies. They want to see R-rated horror movies for the most part. So just, like, get over well, it. Well, I will say, though, right before this, Tourist Trap came out was a huge success, and it was PG, but not a slasher. Well, you know what I mean, though. Like, it, it's right. like a, a big deal for a lot of horror fans. Like, I remember when I was, like, watching horror movies, like, for when I was, you know, first watching them when I was, like, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine, stuff like that. If it was PG, I wasn't going to rent it. Like, no. Oh, you and, so and basically, it, you had to rent a movie? Mm, well, I might. Okay, you, you know what? You were on the other side of town, and um, <laughs> so what? Your dad didn't. Yeah, even my dad didn't stand? own a. My dad was just a lowly teacher. He was. He did not you know own what? a my, video my, rental store. My biggest flex in life is the fact that I was a six-year-old, and my dad owned a video store, and I could watch whatever I wanted. That's my biggest. Yeah, I, I told uh, <laughs> my. I told my friend Nathan that J and J J and J was your dad's store, mm. and he's from um, that. He's like over. He, he went to John Severe, so he's like more he's near terrible. that area. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh my god, I do remember that." And I was like, "You remember it because had a lot of porn." And he, he was like, "Well, that, that was one room. thing." <laughs> he remembers that that room in the very back of the store with nobody watching you walk in. <laughs> I love it. So they were gonna pull a prank, and. I guess but the, what prank, was the prank just was the, I, th I think the prank was supposed I think the prank was supposed to be that both like both Wendy and and Lou were going to take the crowns but okay. since Wendy but since Wendy got killed she couldn't be there to tie up Jamie Lee now that's just an assumption I'm making That would make sense though. I was like yeah but why I mean that, that okay. yeah that makes sense but since she I mean and also Lou doesn't give a shit about Wendy so what yeah. he if she if she's not there to do that part, he's still going to do his part. Now that is a total assumption. I don't know if I. I, I think that's a good assumption. I, yeah, yeah that I th I think it was both of them because why would she be involved in the prank too if it was just him? Anyway, so um, because of Lou though, who was a horrible character. Because of Lou, I learned to what? Sorry, Kelly mm, Clark. Yeah, no. Because of Lou, I learned to. <laughs> whatever i love that song but i can't think of the lyrics but because of you i can't trust anyone or we're something. tired yeah it's it's all about the pandemic so um <laughs> it really is um but so lou actually saves nick because 100 percent because he since he ties nick up to get the crown mm -hmm. the crown since apparently a bad boy that got expelled would care about getting a crown for prom queen king, but whatever. Exactly. Um, so the killer goes and okay. So this is actually shown he, he's decapitated um, because the killer thinks that it's Nick because, but he's been tied up. He, you know, he's not out there. So, uh, and I have some, I have some, a little bit of, so, yeah, about the but decapitation, but 
But the on-screen beheading I thought was pretty freaking wicked awesome. Like that was probably I like that more than Wendy's death, and I thought that was a really cool like. And then I get it, like um, the effects when he's walking on the catwalk stage or whatever. Like, it's clearly really is. I think his head just threw a hole in the ground. And it not, is. A, it is. But it's better than um, he knows you're alone. To head decapitation. But it's, so. but, it, but, it, but no, it's really him. But no, that. But that is actually how they did it. Yes. Yeah, it's like because we've all and had. Then they use they use the model for like another part of it, but that is. That is how they did it. Yeah, so, I mean, like, and yeah. we've all had bad head. I mean, we've all... <laughs> <laughs> we've all had bad head. I mean, that's We've true. all seen bad heads, and like you just mentioned, that he knows you're and alone. We've all had it, This yeah. was a really cool scene. And hey, Emily, I guess you can say Lou had an accident. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I was, I was like, sipping on uh, my Coca-Cola. Um... <laughs> So then, after that, Alex gets Uh-oh. hit up. It gets hit over the head with an axe by his sister Kim, and bleeds out. And it's heartbreaking, really. Um, after that, not immediately. There's a whole. Well, she, as much as she choreographed her dance scene, she choreographed that fight scene too. It's totally staged. Uh, yeah, I know. It's a. It's real. It's see, and that's another scene that I thought was way too long, and just kind of I started losing interest, and then it pulled it back around and finished it and she does she she does hit him but like and like she does really own that scene but like i didn't feel like she and i think maybe because that wasn't the intent because her brother was the killer like so she wasn't intended to be a final girl so she didn't really she was never put in that position that like wendy was just put through as a quote and and obviously she's he's not the killer is not going to try to kill her he's trying Mm -hmm. to kill the only reason she's fighting him is because he's trying to kill nick but when she when she swung that fucking axe at his head like he was george washington cherry tree mm, she was getting that sass on she was owning it with her fucking I'm, what i'm saying is like he will he wouldn't have killed her regardless well so push there, push up, maybe there you're was not- no there was no i mean she doesn't know that at the time you know she because she doesn't know who it is for a while but um i was glad nick didn't die i thought the end was really good with the flat they used the flashbacks really well at the end well you know why i like the fact that nick isn't dead because I will, I will, it's because I would like him as more. No, because I'm ready for Jamie Lee Curtis to be like, you motherfucker. Really? He didn't really? want to. No, I know. I don't. I but don't have they all come clean years and years and years and years and Which years ago? Nick is the one that's, that's like, well, we can just say this to the police and she cuts him off. Six years too late. If Nick had come clean six years ago, any of them, her brother wouldn't be a raging lunatic murdering all of them. And oh, now. God. And now Kim is down two siblings. Yeah, but she has her boyfriend Nick, who 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 is a good guy. She is breaking up with him in a second. Bye. Whatever. I hope not. Well, if if she does, she can send him over to me. Yeah, and I mean, and I, then I'll, I'll take that character. Um. So. And, and I do think she's uh, very believable as the sister who has unknowingly, and that I didn't. Unknowingly. I, I, didn't, I don't know what I was trying to say, but I must have. I was doing this at work, so I must have gotten sidetracked. But I think she's ha- she's unknowingly killed her own brother. You know, it is unknowingly. Well, there you 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 sense that she knows. something. at a certain point, she figures it out. But Before she's she still not. Yeah, she sees right. eyes. 
Right, but she knows she has to kill him. And I think it's very believable. I think like Here's her reaction, her you reaction say, is everything. You say that she knows she has to kill him, but then you just said that he would never kill her. So then maybe she doesn't have to kill him. If he was never going to kill her, he could run. Well, you know what I mean? Like, the you reason can't, I'm can't have both of those. No, Only one I'm, of those no I'm, I'm, I'm saying the reason I'm saying she has to kill him is because if she doesn't, he's going to kill Nick. Okay, well, she's going to break up with him. There's no way they're together. Oh, my God. I'm dating him. That's why. Yeah, you're okay. dating him. You're impregnated with his babies. There is no way that she stays with him after he is indirectly responsible for both of her siblings' deaths. Bye. <sighs> Whatever. There's He's no hard. way. And um, you know what? You know what? I don't care if Nick was wearing Axe body spray. Ew, if he was wearing Axe body spray, then I would say bye. Well then she's well then he is, and so you're all dead. <laughs> because that's the rest of the life. Uh, so I do have I do have quite a bit on fun facts and oh, wow, maybe some are more fun you're, you're, you're wanting to go to fun facts? And we're I, not done with, we're not done with my puns yet. Oh, okay. Sorry. So hey. I'm here. Maybe the reason Alex is is doing all kill, this, right? I'm gonna kill you. I'm sorry. You probably are. Maybe the reason Alex is doing all this to Wendy and Jude and everybody is, you know, and all these these other two that were involved in the accidental to, death of to his get a, the actual death is to get ahead. Maybe he thought they were axe holes. <laughs> and also oh, because and he wanted to get ahead. And <laughs> lose head. Yeah. And Emily, you have heard the joke. How do you stop somebody from ruining the best disco prom of all time? You've heard that one, right? No, I only know uh, all you, of color jokes. Well, you hit him in the fucking head with an axe. <laughs> <laughs> That's like those Christopher Reeves jokes that I used to tell. I'm not going to tell them here. Yeah, don't I don't think those are appropriate, probably. Because these were a little still, like, PG, if you know what I mean. Anyway, we can go to some fun facts, I think, if you're ready. Okay. So, okay, the director, um, Paul Lynch, who actually talked to one of the producers on Halloween before making this, and that's where he got the idea to make it um, a kind of, it's not, I mean, prom night isn't a, isn't technically a holiday, but it kind of is, like, you know, a theme you can build it around. It's a holiday, so, it's a holiday season, honey. Yeah, I mean, people, yeah, for, for teens, prom, prom night is a holiday, so... Um, yeah, even though Jamie Lee Curtis was clearly like not a teenager anymore. Well, like none of them were, but um, <laughs> so uh, he got okay. like he had talked to the producer, um, and that's how he came up with that idea. He was also the director for Humongous, which is a I think it came on like eighty one or eighty two. I could be wrong, so don't kill me on that. But um, it's it's kind of a Friday the 13th part 2 esque movie uh oh, slasher oh. movie oh uh, well first of all real quick I, we're not going to kill you for getting the year wrong I still want to kill you for thinking Nick is at all attractive or at all suitable for you uh that's why I would once kill again you. once again we don't need to be going into my taste right now but then but then two you just mentioned you just said this maybe it just triggered something so you said Friday the 13th. Okay, like, that's a revenge movie. This is a revenge movie. So, 
this is like this is like Jason meets John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever. It, it was, yeah, it's actually more like instead of Halloween, it's more like Carrie. it's more like Friday the Thirteenth Part Two meets um, Carrie with a dash of Saturday Night Fever. Yes, honey, we're here for it. Give me all yeah. the discotheque slasher. Woo! Yeah, so, okay, he also... I'm really excited. I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. Paul, Paul Lynch also directed a lot of television shows. I didn't what, what, look I didn't tele- look into what, it. Television. I didn't look into it to see if they were just episodes, like random episodes, or if they were, like, a lot of them. But I know that he did... There were, like, there are a lot. I just... I didn't think too much about most of them, but like they, he did directed some episodes of the Twilight Zone, like the '80s revamp of it, and um, Dark Shadows. Oh, I and, love that one. I mean, like he has tons of credits for television shows, like big ones. Um, and like we said, this is Canadian, so it was filmed in Toronto in late 1979. The budget was 1.5 million dollars. They had to make was, way more than that. Okay, well, I'm about to get to that. Oh. So oh. <laughs> I have so I have some information. So I'll I'll give the grand like the big information and then like I'll break it down with like the US releases, but it was an immediate financial success. And Avco em, embassies ab, no, it's embassy, sorry. I don't know what oh, I was reading. Embassies. I, I knew that wasn't right, but Avco embassy <laughs> At the time, it was uh, their most financial, like, there was their, it was immediate financial success. And they, <laughs> it was the most financially successful release at the time for that company. It grossed $15 million at the end of the, what is wrong with you? You said the same three things in three different ways over and over again <laughs> after you said emphasis. Well, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have, like. We get it. This movie listen, made the money. Rest of the, oh, I didn't know because the rest of the fun facts are, are just that over and over. Um, <laughs> so it grossed $15 million at the end of uh, the critical run. Wow. Obviously, obviously, Siskel and Eber did not like it because oh, they no- notoriously women. never liked slashers because of violence against women. Oh, against women. Ugh. And uh, it did. Uh, they did have a hard time casting the movie until Jamie Lee Curtis. You know what is interesting about Jamie Lee Curtis being in this for me? So, g- granted, you know, she kind of inherited this like um, horror role from her mother's iconic role in Psycho. We get that. That's the reason um, she was cast in Halloween, yeah. Oh, was that? Okay, well then... Yeah, uh, that was a big reason. So yeah. then, she had just then come off the fog before this, also John Carpenter. So, like, at this point, all of her horror acting has been under John Carpenter's, like, tutelage and guidance. Wait, did the fog come out before prom night? Yes. I thought it came out like, the early 80s. Fog was 80. Well, it came out the same year, so she might have okay. been doing them at the same time. So, so because my, this film, this film only took 24 days to shoot. Yeah, so but they, she was probably doing them both at the same time. So yeah, the Fog is credited to be or released. in the same year. I mean, the Fog is being credited as being released before prom night. So my thing here, she might have been doing them at the same time, and I don't know. Her hair was not the same in the Fog, so I don't know if it was a wig. I don't know what's happening here. But my point is, she the first two movies that we saw her in. And horror, or John, Carpenter John Carpenter's, and they were they, again. And this is a series. I'm not. I'm not a big John Carpenter. No, no, no. But this is a series. All I know people hate that, but I hate That's for fine. me to say that. But all three I mean. of these movies are serious movies. But this movie, yeah. this movie, 
I felt like in the fog, she was just Laurie Strode. She's weak. It, she's weak. I thought she was Laurie Strode on the coast. But in prom night, I think, and this might have been guidance from Carpenter. I don't I, know. I, I think it was I think it was that Paul Lynch was doing it. I think that That's what I'm saying. Like John, like John Carpenter was like holding her back a oh, little yo, bit. Oh, right, right, right. But then, or, but then what's Bravado. what's her excuse for terror train? So no. I mean it, it, that came out the exact same year. Well, I think they always want they they always are very concerned with her like with the audience really having sympathy and connecting with her and sometimes they do it so much it's to the point to where she looks weak. Well, and I think you know, and I think we connect with her and and here's the thing too, in this movie in Prom Night, we connect with her not because she is weak, but because of what's happened to her and her siblings. And right. so she, she's a strong sibling. Um even the, yeah, and and Halloween obviously like it, the script wasn't written for her. She's not even a final girl really because I mean she well, then, is, but like uh, in hell, boom, Halloween two comes around and boom, she's got another she's mass. Crying, mur- she's crying the whole no, time. No, Halloween two comes around and boom, she's got another fucking ma- masked brother. But what I'm saying but is why Halloween, is she why is she with all these murdering brothers? Come on well, now, Halloween though is also a huge. Like it's very directed it with Dr. Loomis in mind. Um because he was supposed to be in more than he was in because oh, but he I died. think it was his chronicles. It was like yes, Halloween yes. should have been that's, called what, like that's what chronicles I that's what I was trying to say. Chronicles like, of Dr. Loomis. Yeah, because they wouldn't have killed off Jamie Lee so early in the um, you know, in the early franchise. I know she comes back, but they she's you know, originally she was killed off in the second or after the in the fourth one, I guess, or something off, like off screen with like with, because and then her daughter or, no, or no, she lives somewhere else or something. I don't know. Not, we don't even know. There's there's too many in it anymore. Too many universes and plot lines and but stories. Of he, Halloween. She doesn't have the chance to be a strong female character in Halloween because of the whole Loomis storyline. And so it's just not possible. Um, okay, she, so even even at her weakest, she's better than him with a gun and a trench coat. Ugh, I hate him. He's it, we digress. We will digress. Yeah, we will. Digress, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I don't like Halloween. So but I like Halloween, but I hate Loomis. I think he's a weak old nine hundred year old. I, I, I don't. I like him, but, no, but I don't like him. Okay. Any. So yeah. Eve, Eve Plum, aka Jan from the Brady Bunch, originally auditioned for Kim, but um, they, like I said, they were having a hard time casting the movie until jamie lee curtis signed on and she signed on for thirty thousand dollars which would be around ninety three thousand dollars in 2019 so i think this movie would have done a total shit show and we would have never heard from it again had jamie lee curtis not been in this fight uh, me I, I agree i know i know we we, we can shit on we some called, i mean we could have probably at the time it might have had saying power with eve plum because that she had just come off brady brides and but we wouldn't still, but 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 she, you, she's not a scream queen she's so. not this she's not a scream queen and this did add to jamie lee's repertoire of scream queen you know uh not bibliography that's books um filmography <laughs> or whatever uh I just don't see the staying power with this. The rewatch of someone's going to be like, I'm going to watch a prom night. Who's I still that girl? He has the greatest rewatchability, but it's but good for every few years. I think. Is, yeah, this is, this is a pretty good movie. Again, came for the horror stayed for the disco. Okay. So I'm got, I do have, and I want to cut this pretty soon. So, um, we already said it was filmed over 24 days. 
Um, the dancing with the dance scenes. I thought this was really interesting because I'm very into like boogie nights, like the opening oh, scene yeah, where it's I... like the the it's like the longest uh, you know steady cam dolly shot in movie like in any like intro of a movie where it just fall like it doesn't cut at all, mm-hmm. um, which is not necessarily a steady cam, but the dance scenes were filmed without a steady cam, which I found to be oh wow super interesting because. They're not poorly shot, and not at all. Lo- and, and they look like they are filmed with a setting cam. It, it, it's great. It's great filming. So also, Avco um, Embassy Pictures. Mm-hmm. So it, okay, it would have had less, even less gore, which is hard because there's not a lot of gore anyway. If Avco Embassy Pictures mandated they include on, they they did mandate. Mm-hmm. That they include on-screen graphic violence, as well as the on-screen behe- uh, beheading of Lou, or they weren't going to put it out. Oh wow! I love that. That the beheading yeah. is iconic. So I'm it was all. Was. They were all like originally cutaway kills. All of them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we all know. Well, not we all, but um, prom night. The uh, like the prom night. The theme song. Uh, uh, it is uh. a total banger. Um, mm. Paul's Paul Zaza actually did the most of the songs for this movie. However, originally when they filmed it, they were using Gloria Gaynor, Donna Summer, France Joy, and Pat Benatar in uh, those scenes. Sense. But they were too expensive to get the rights for. So that's why he had to create the the music for the dance scenes. Yeah, I think I'd read that he created them like days before. Yeah, yeah, days before. And like I said so here, how it did in the U.S. as opposed to Canada, it was limitedly released in the U.S. on July 18th, 1980 and made 1,818,000, like, whatever, more, 1.2, <laughs> 1. it, it made around $1.2 million. And, but, so, then they, so then they decided to re-release it. Uh, Sorry, shut up. I just want to give you, I want to give you multiple digit numbers to have you read out loud. $1,189,636. Because... There we go. Work through. On the... their first re- limited release. <laughs> then they decided, since it did so well in that release, they decided to limitedly release it again on August 15th, 1980 in L.A. and New York, and they made $1.3 million. Next, they decided wow. New England and Philadelphia, they would uh, release it, and it made $2.1 million. So by October, it had made $12 million. Um, wow. Yeah. And then when you combine them with mostly Canada, but I mean, it came in other countries, but when you put those all together it had, i already said this it ended up making like 14,000 something almost 15,000 uh 15,000 15 million dollars i was about to say you saying thousands honey i like i knew it was millions and but. then it made an additional <laughs> 6 million in vhs love it yeah so <laughs> oh sorry i was reading something i wrote uh we already talked about how uh little nick the kid who played little nick appeared in all of the prom night movies yeah um and it's um, it's not who you come with; it's who you take home. That quote yep. that Wendy says, it appears in all of the Prom Night movies. Well, and then it does, and then in the sequel, they force that in because the sequel is supposed to be a standalone movie, and they like 
made these reshoots and like tied it in. It's kind of like when Italians will do stuff yeah, with America. They tied it in and then they added it back. They added that that tagline into that one. And when they did that, that's why they kept adding that into the rest of them to keep it connected. I like that though. I like that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis did her own stunts at the um, movie's ending, Obviously. which is pretty cool. But well, um, <laughs> you said pretty cool. I said obviously. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's two sides to every story there. <laughs> okay, so we have a little bit more information on uh, Mr. Sykes, the janitor. It says Hamilton Heights. Hamilton High's custodian, Mr. Sykes, albeit drunk on the evening of the prom, knew that a killer was loose because he was secluded in the same storage room that Wendy ran into when she's being pursued. You can see the camera pan to the uh, left to the silhouette shortly after she enters, and he tries to tell people that, but they don't believe him because he's an alcoholic. I don't really know if that's a fun fact. That's just like part of the movie, but okay. Um... (laughs) The girl who played Wendy, her name is actually Anne Marie Martin. Oh, she changed her name. She changed her yeah, name. Yeah, in this movie, she's credited. As, it's the last time she was credited as as Eddie Benton. You know what? As as Dolly was Parton it, would say in Still Magnolias, there's, Eddie, a story, there's a story there. Yeah, do you think that... that no, she... Uh, Edie, Eddie. I've never... She, no, she oh, changed maybe, her maybe name. Maybe it was Edie. Okay, because so, I was like... I mean, she doesn't look... I don't know, but... Whatever. Anyway, this, this is not a trans actress uh, that I'm ever aware of. Uh, I think her name. She changed her name, and nobody knows why. I tried to Google that, and I couldn't find out why she changed her name. Totally changed her name, her last name, and everything. And her last name too. She married Michael Crichton for a little while and helped write um, Twister, the movie. Like so, but Crichton. There's, not- there's a girl in that movie that like you don't expect to be in that movie, and she's in a horror movie, but I can't think of what. In what movie? Uh, Twister. Like someone's girlfriend. Anyway, um, so here's about the PG stuff. The it's probably Jamie. Ver- it's, it's Jamie Gertz. Yeah, what's she in? She's in Cry Little Sister. That yeah, that's right. I was having a conversation with her friend yeah, Nathan, and we were talking. She's, about, yeah, yeah, she's Jamie Gertz. Yeah, she's the girl. Yeah, okay. Her the, name's well, I mean the main girl in Lost. Star. I think her name is Star. Yeah, anyway. her name is Star Jones. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's Star though. Yeah. Uh, okay. The original version of this film was given a PG rating, but the studio was afraid no one would see a PG slasher movie, so uh, they upped the violence to get this movie to an R rating. Interestingly, the first and only slasher film to be rated PG is *Taurus Trap*, which oh. was released a year before this film. Ironically, as well, the American remake of *Prom Night* became one of the few slasher films in history to be rated PG-13. Now, I know that you could be like, "Well, *Poltergeist* is PG, but *Poltergeist* is a isn't slasher. It's not a slasher." So this is talking about specific sla- like slashers, specifically the subgenre of the slasher. Yeah. Um, Girl, I done said that. I got this. I remember that from my own studies. <laughs> so apparently Eve Plum was not just, uh, you know, she didn't just audition. She actually got the part and was all ready to play 
Kim, but at the last minute, Jamie Lee Curtis's people expressed an interest in Evil. At the last fire. minute, Jamie Lee Curtis tied her up, threw her away, just like Lou did to Nick, and said, "Hey, I'm the queen." And you were right. The subplot about Leonard Merch was oh. was added late in the production of the movie. Yeah, like that because it made no sense. It was just total fake red herring. It made no sense. It was never actualized. It was tra- it was trash. Oh, here's with the dancing. Oh Casey yes. St- uh, Nick's real the guy who plays Nick. His real name Casey is Stevens. Casey Stevens. Yeah. Casey Stevens had trouble keeping up with Jamie Lee Curtis during the filming of the dance scenes as she was a well-trained actor, I mean, dancer. And I'm sorry, she might be okay, but I don't think she's that well-trained as a dancer. This is also okay. 1979, 1980. It's a I mean, I, I've seen a lot better dancing in that time period, but okay. I, mean, I have too, but not from an actress in a, a, a teenager in a high school pr- horror movie. I mean, let's well, see. Well, yeah. So, okay, she was a well-trained dancer who did all, all her own dance moves while he was inexperienced. A dance double had to be used for Stevens when the dancing got too difficult for him. Which just speaks to, if you think that she wasn't dancing and he couldn't keep up with her, just speaks to how pathetic and weak he really is. Sorry, you, you deserve oh, I, better. You deserve you, better. You deserve okay, better. Okay, well, I don't have anything right now, so, except for maybe, Russell, Todd, are you listening? I know you're married, but hey. Always. Uh, Listen, Russell, we need you. Russell! Okay. <laughs> when the raspy voice caller in the room dials the residents of Jude, Kelly, Nick, and Wendy, respectively, the area code on the rotary phone begins with 614. Although the movie was shot in Toronto, Canada, this is the area code for Central Ohio. That makes sense. And director Paul Lynch originally conceived a movie about a psychotic gynecologist to cash in on Halloween. But upon being told that such a movie would be distasteful, he retold it into this. Why would that have anything to do with Halloween? Preach. They all everything is Halloween. Bye. But, but, but it's not. And then so it's not. Yeah, I know. And it's not even the first slasher. So anyway. Exactly. So it's also famous for. Uh, and we've talked about this. It's famous for being one of the only slasher movies with a sympathetic killer. Uh, um. Oh my God! Now you're gonna feel really bad. So get ready. Casey Stevens only did one more film after this one called Threshold. He he tragically died of AIDS-related illness in 1986 as his acting career was beginning to take off. So why don't you go and shove that up your ass? I already knew that. I was waiting for you to realize this, honey. You were never going to be with him. Bye. Well, he could have gotten from using needles. Okay. <laughs> regardless, regardless, he's dead. So <laughs> that doesn't make him a good dancer or a good actor. <laughs> I mean, gonna... <sighs> whatever. You still love him. You can light your candles for him and pray that he'll. You know well, what? Get, actually... get, your, get, get your Ouija board, and we'll communicate. I think that actually, okay. I'm going to go back and say what. Uh, I'm going to change it again. I think this is a. Mix of I know what you did last summer and Carrie. Except that's what that I, I knew, except that I know what you did last summer was already a book by Lois Duncan written. And so it, that yeah, so it was a total. So they ripped all this off of that. I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't mean like that. But I was saying like uh, that's if you had to pick like two things that it really like has the elements of it's it's those. And you throw in Saturday Night Fever. Again, this movie is the most disco horror movie of all time. And I don't know who Robert Silverman is. I think he plays Dr. Sykes, uh, not Dr. Sykes, Mr. Sykes. But he had just been in a serious accident and was still undergoing speech therapy prior to acting in this movie. Yep, you're right. That's and what he it was. Came, yeah, and he came up with the idea to use tape on his glasses. 
Um, yeah, this is all such cool stuff. <laughs> no, but this is a really good movie. Um, like, I think it's worth watching. Oh, I think- Jimmy Lee Curtis and Casey Stevens dated briefly during this movie, so. Yep, briefly. And then she realized he didn't like her. <laughs> Why not? I mean, people have called her a hermaphrodite forever. Well, but she's just a sexy beast of a woman, and everybody loves her, and she's fierce, and people can't handle her 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 queenness. Facts. That's probably facts. She has really great. She has a really great body in this movie too, and her breasts are like on full display in her bra. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not on full display, but like she looks really good with an open up blouse. She was young too, so. um, But Jamie Lee Curtis is just sexy. She's like, she is just gorgeous. She's iconic. She's, I think my favorite role of hers is Scream Queen, but uh, Scream Queens. But, um, I mean, I'd rather her being Freaky Friday than Scream Queens. You can get this, uh, you can also (laughs) get this soundtrack on vinyl or whatever. Which I think I'm going to do after we get off the phone. And <laughs> since, since I know your husband, Jeff, likes cars, Wendy's car is a 1973 Chevrolet Corvette Stingray, which is actually like pretty much almost the same car that I want, except for I want the Boogie Nights version, which I think is maybe 1974 and like the color of that one. But it's a, that's pretty much the same car. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't drive. I haven't I haven't filled up my gas since March of last year. So well, we got some more cars. Slicks van is a 1978 <laughs> Chevrolet Chevy. Lou's car is a 1973 Plymouth Fury. <laughs> that's that's it. Those those are all the cars. That's 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 it. That's all you got to say. I mean, Plymouth Fury. I'm pretty sure that's that's the car from oh, Christine. Oh, they had a, they had a Michael Myers cameo that was filmed but edited out of the theatrical version. But you've called this Carrie, which is Stephen King. The Plymouth Fury was Christine, also Stephen King. Anyway, just Sorry. more fun facts all around. Like this movie is really an amalgus, if you could say, of all of these other horror movies. And then they tried to make it PG thirteen. Like, so I'm gonna uh, really I, I, before we end this, I'm gonna really quickly name the deaths in the order and what happens to them. Okay, so your first one is uh, this uh, is Robin, and she falls from the window. Then there's an an. And uh, oh, I can't talk. An unnamed female. female victim, possibly stabbed with a broken piece of glass by Alex. We don't know, but that's who they the guy that ends up killing her. I guess ends up being the guy that they thought was Robin's killer. So we then we have Kelly, and she has her throat sit uh, throat slit by Alex. Then we have Jude. She's stabbed in the throat by Alex Seymour Crane. In car, um, incinerated in a car crash, and then Wendy, who is hacked to death with an axe. Yeah, and we have. I think Lou is the last one, and then Alex. Mm -mm. Is that right? Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah, I love how he's also wearing lipstick, like for whatever reason. But okay. So, is there anything else to uh, talk about here? Well, I just want to remind people to subscribe, like, and share with your friends. Gag Me With A Knife podcast. It's on all podcast platforms and YouTube. 
our Instagram is gag me with a knife podcast, no spaces. And our Twitter is gag knife podcast. So follow us on all that stuff. And we have watch parties on uh, Facebook group, scary movies all night long. So that's the end of my splurge. Yeah, and I'll say everybody, you know, more importantly than all that, just stay gagged. You know, as Emily has said, we're going to stay gagged on leg kicks. We're going to stay gagged on dull axes. We're going to stay gagged on... On just a glass shard. Yeah. Stay gagged on harmless, childish games that turn into murder. Murder. And, and while just, you're doing, while you're getting gagged, listen to the soundtrack for prom night. Oh my god! Stay gagged on that motherfucking soundtrack and stay gagged on prom and gin. Stay gagged on Nick. Mm-hmm. See you guys. Bye. Mm-hmm.